0: Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Effort. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We have been looking at the spiritual dynamics of government. And when we started this, we, we, we've t- taken it, I guess, from the, the very beginnings of that uh, to right now we've been talking about pulling down strongholds or how strongholds are built because we have to understand how they're built. And and secondarily, especially with what we're going to be talking about today, this is really where it gets into the, the heart of the spiritual dynamics of government because one of the temptations of Jesus was when Lucifer took him up onto a high exceeding mountain and and this was mentally there there is no mountain on the earth where you can see all the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them much less any future kingdoms and the glory of them. There's no mountain on the earth that will do that. This was an imagination. This was a thought if you would, that Satan put in Jesus' mind because the Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted in all points like we are. When I'm tempted, Satan doesn't take me up on a mountain, doesn't take me up on top of a temple, except in my mind. He puts images in my mind and that's how we go there, if you would. Jesus was tempted like us. Now, but he offered him the kingdoms of this world and their glory. He didn't offer him souls. Most Christians would think that would have been the big temptation. No, he didn't offer him souls. And you want to know why? Because Lucifer doesn't have them. Humanity is a free moral agent. Humans have a free will. They can choose God or the devil. He couldn't offer him souls. But Satan offered Jesus the largest influencer of souls, and that is human government. Human government is the biggest influencer of populations. When a government takes an approach, I mean, look in our country. When same-sex marriage was approved, and the few things that came shortly thereafter, look how quickly and how rapidly our culture changed. Just look at it. Government, human government, has a power that no other institution on earth has to shape the lives of people. Government is the biggest influencer. Satan was offering that to Jesus. He knew Jesus wanted to influence people. And he was offering him the greatest influencer that's on the earth. The governments. And you see, when Christians decide they're not going to be a part of, a gov- of government, then they're deciding that they're not going to be a part of influencing people. We're going to bypass on the greatest tool to influence people. We're just not going to do it. Not going to deal with it. And it's also why Satan says, you don't belong there. Separation of church and state. You stay out. No, I believe in separation of church and state as defined by the First Amendment. You don't establish a religion, any, even Christianity, you don't establish it. But you also don't prohibit the free exercise thereof, which means you do not tell people that they can't take their faith into a particular arena of life. They can They can take it anywhere they go. That's the difference between freedom of religion, which the First Amendment provides, and its substitute that we're being offered right now, freedom of worship. You've got to be careful of that freedom of worship. It's designed to steal your liberty. But now on this, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Talking about pulling down strongholds in verse 4. Then he says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We said step one is a thought that is not brought into captivity. In the 60s, if it feels good, do it. That, that thought created the sexual revolution. Then the next phase, which was largely promoted through the talk shows of the 80s and 90s, because that, that if it feels good, do it, carried on over into the 70s as well. If it feels good, do it, then the talk shows promote it, exalted it and brought it against the knowledge of God. It began to, well, what is so wrong with it? What's so wrong with this? What's so wrong with that? You know, if that's what they want, and they're not hurting you, da-da-da, all of those things got promoted, particularly in the 80s and the 90s, on a lot of the talk shows. I'm not saying exclusively or anything like that. But then especially in the early 2000s, you know, close to uh, 2008, 10s through there, it began to move into the argument. That third step, casting down arguments, it moved into that third step. And right now, we're in the B portion of that third step, which is The old King James says, casting down imaginations. Imagine a world where you can live how you want and nobody can say anything to you about it. Imagine a world that you can commit these sins and nobody can tell you that it's wrong. That's where we're at right now. Now, another key phrase of that, going back to Genesis 3, the temptation of Eve, the serpent told her, you'll not die. There will be no consequence. Well, see, in this situation, see, there's always a consequence for sin. And any lifestyle that is contrary to what the Bible says always has consequences. And I'm not talking about wrath and, you know, fire and brimstone. I'm talking about just in life. You know, the more a person sleeps with multiple people, the harder it is for them to bond with someone as a spouse, which increases the possibility. I'm not going to say it's impossible. God can help. But naturally speaking, without God, it is harder for someone to be happily married if they have lived a promiscuous lifestyle. Because your body is set up that through being intimate, you bond with someone. Well, if somebody has been intimate with 10 people, and then now they get married to this person over here, (laughs) they can't really do it with this one because there's too much of a mix, which makes it hard to be happily married from that standpoint, and the statistics bear that out. Even people in the world that are not Christians are are finally acknowledging that. The uh, to, uh, same-sex relationships and so forth, and the whole gender fluidity, identifying yourself as a different gender. All of those things, if you look at it, the further a person moves away from being the gender and having the type of intimate relationship that God prescribes, it increases depression. It increases suicidal tendencies. Even in those who actually have surgical procedures done, you would think, now I'm totally free. No, it increases even more. The further a person gets away away from what God prescribed, there are consequences. There are consequences. But in that world they imagine, Nobody can say anything. Well, how do we do that? We make the government force them. We make the government force them. You see, Satan's primary, and we talked a little bit about some of that yesterday, Satan's primary objective is to get his agenda, the things he approves, to get them institutionalized within the laws of the government. Because if he can do that, then going back to that bell curve, there's going to be people who obey God no matter what. There's going to be people who live for the devil no matter what. But now he can influence this mass group of people. He can influence the majority of people in that society. He can get young people to try things because, oh, these other people. Well, maybe this. And then again, especially if he can get it institutionalized, then he can teach it in the school system. Teach them to live life this way. Teach them to be that way. And all along, nope. If you speak contrary to it, that's hate speech. You have no freedom to disagree. You have no freedom to have a different opinion. You see, ultimately, again, going back to the temptation of Jesus, government is the biggest influencer of people on this planet. Satan and God both desire to have influence in the government. God, so he can influence people toward life and blessing. Deuteronomy 30, 19, I've set before you life, death, blessing, and cursing. Therefore, choose life. He wants them to choose life. You see, you virtually never find a dictatorship or an oligarchy that promotes God. You don't find it. Why? Why? Because promoting God, promoting the Word of God, will promote liberty. And that is in direct opposition to those forms of government. It's in direct opposition. They don't want that. They want control. They don't want the culture to be upstream of the government. They want the culture to be downstream of the government. So you can't have God. God has to be removed from that scenario. You have to institutionalize those things. And imagine a world where you could do that and make anything contrary to what they believe illegal, then there will be no consequences. The sad part is that's not true. The consequences will still be there. The consequences will still be there. But Satan desires to influence government. God desires to influence government. Satan for the destruction of humanity. God for the blessing of humanity. That's why it is so important that we as believers understand the spiritual dynamics of government and become involved. That is a choice we have to make. If we do not get involved and function as salt, what we're called to be, then Satan will build a stronghold in America like no one has ever seen. However, if we function as the salt of the earth, America's best days are ahead. God bless you. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard Pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augusta Seed is an independent, family-owned, and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augusta Seed online at AugustaSeed.com.